0: Good morning and a very warm welcome. We're absolutely thrilled that you're joining us for worship today. You may worship with us on a fairly regular basis at one of our churches in Gorsainen or Lacha. On the other hand, you may be joining us for the very first time. You're still nevertheless very welcome. If you are a newcomer, remember to check out our website, stcath.org.uk, or give us a call. You'll find all of our details online. We would honestly really love to hear from you. So let's begin our service today with a prayer. Almighty God, you have broken the tyranny of sin and sent the Spirit of your Son into our hearts, whereby we call you Father. Give us grace to dedicate our freedom to your service, that we and all creation may be brought into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. from Matthew chapter 10 verses 40 to 42. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And Whoever gives even a cup of cold water To one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much to Phil for reading from the Bible for us today. As we begin to open up that word, let's pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, God our strength and our great redeemer. Amen. Picture the scene with me. It's the final of the four times 400 metre relay race in the Olympic Games. We're cheering our team as each of them runs their lap, pushing themselves to the very limits. The baton is handed on smoothly each time and the exhausted runners stumble from the track to watch their teammates complete the laps. At the finish line, they're cheering on the last runner as loudly as we are in the stands. And finally we've done it. All that hard work has been worth it. Our team has won an outstanding victory against all the odds. And now it's time for the medal ceremony and all four of them are there on the podium. Our flag is raised, our anthem is played and our whole country celebrates. And there's something of a relay race in today's Gospel. Jesus is handing the baton on. He's sending out the disciples to continue his mission of sharing and showing the good news of the Kingdom of God. In this part of the Gospel, Matthew's named the twelve disciples and then recorded instructions that Jesus has given to them as they prepare for their mission. They're to heal the sick, drive out evil spirits bear witness to Jesus and announce that the kingdom of God was near. It would be a difficult task and they'd need to risk hardship, rifts with their family and loved ones and even their very lives. Matthew, of course, is not only recalling Jesus' instructions to the first disciples, he's also speaking to his own community of disciples a few generations later and to us today. There's still a need to fulfil this mission today and doing so will not always be an easy ride. Why then should we bother? Firstly, in order to be Jesus for those who don't yet know him. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. At the time that today's passage was written, identity was tied to family and to community It was understood that in showing hospitality, one welcomed not just the individual, but implicitly the community who had sent that person and all that they represented. Therefore, welcoming a disciple of Jesus would mean receiving the very presence of Jesus himself, and of course the one who sent him, God the Father. This was enshrined in the Jewish legal system too, as the one sent as an ambassador or as a representative was understood to have the full authority of the one who sent them. When you think about it, that's still very much the case today. A British ambassador is understood to represent the United Kingdom overseas and has the full authority of the government to act in the best interests of the country. To undermine the ambassador would be to undermine the country as a whole. The disciples have the full authority of the one who sent them, Jesus himself. And it's those who recognise his authority in the disciples who will welcome them. Just as it is, I suppose, those who recognise Jesus as God's representative who will welcome him. The unspoken effect of all of that, of course, is that those who reject the disciples and their mission aren't simply showing a lack of hospitality to a fellow human being. They're rejecting God Himself. Luke's account makes this much clearer. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. That is God. Secondly, all of this is worth it because those who listen to the disciples, the ones who welcome the good news that the disciples bring, will receive a reward, a prophet's reward or the reward of the righteous. Elsewhere in Matthew, prophets receive persecution, rejection and even death. And yet, those who are persecuted are told, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. The prophet's reward is to see this prophecy come true. Similarly, the righteous are promised that they will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. The reward of the righteous, as Jesus makes clear in the Beatitudes during his famous Sermon on the Mount, is a place in the Kingdom of Heaven. Finally, Jesus says, And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly, I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Little ones often refers to children, but Matthew uses it to refer to Jesus' disciples especially those who are young in their faith or particularly vulnerable. The statement about giving a cup of cold water to one of the little ones points ahead to the parable of the judgment in Matthew 25. Here, the Son of Man says to the righteous, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. The righteous who attend to the needs of the little ones, they're the ones that are told come, come you that are blessed by the Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. The Greek word Mythos, translated in today's passage as reward, carries with it connotations of something earned. But this word isn't used in the parable of the judgment. Here Jesus says to the righteous, come. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Inheritance is a pure gift, and those who welcome and care for the needs of the little ones welcome and care for Jesus himself. To receive Jesus is to receive the one who sent him, and to become heirs of all that the Father has to give. In other words, we bother because we believe that those who are listening will know that our words come from God. They'll believe and be welcomed with us into the kingdom of heaven, where everyone who's believed in Jesus will celebrate the victory he's won for us. Sent by God, Jesus sends his disciples to participate in his mission of proclaiming, in word and in deed, the good news that God's kingdom is drawing near. Matthew assumes that the church is a sent church, a missionary church. There's simply no other way to be church. This understanding is, and it must be, recovered in our own day. There is a growing awareness that mission isn't just a programme of the Church. It is, or it ought to be, the defining purpose of everything that the Church does. There's a pattern here, almost like the handing on of a baton in a relay race. God reveals his word of love to Jesus, who passes that word on to the disciples, And the disciples pass it on to all who will listen to them and welcome them into their lives. Because in welcoming them and their message, they welcome God himself into their lives. There are of course some important differences between the example of a relay race and the reality of mission and evangelism. When we hand on the baton of God's love, we shouldn't lose touch of it ourselves. Love... And especially the love of God is something that can be kept and passed on. And those who listen to the message that you share, they'll often be the ones who bring it back to you, polished like a gift that will enrich your own life. This relay race is one that goes on and on, round and round the track of life. God's love flows through Jesus, through the action of the Holy Spirit, through the Church, through individual Christians into the lives of those who haven't heard about it for the very first time. And in turn, it goes all the way back to God as worship. We're caught up in this dynamic, which is right at the heart of the Trinity, love in action. So what does it mean to be sent? We may not be missionaries in faraway countries who are depending on others for food or shelter, but none of us are off the hook. Everyone who is a Christian is given that same mission that those first disciples were given. To tell and to embody the good news about Jesus to others. All are sent to bear Christ to others with humanity and vulnerability. Being willing to risk rejection, just as Jesus did. I wonder what would happen if we stopped expecting people to come on their own initiative through our church doors and instead we took seriously our calling to bring the gospel to them? What would happen if we truly believed that we bear the presence of Christ to every person we encounter, in every home, every workplace or every community we enter? What would happen if we saw every conversation as an opportunity to speak words of grace, every interaction as an opportunity to embody Jesus and to share his love with our neighbour? We are disciples of Jesus, the runners in the race. The baton passed to us is so good that we want everyone to have a chance to hold it. Like dedicated athletes, we're not coerced into running this race, but we enter because we're truly passionate about it. And the reward for running the race, not earned but freely given by God, is eternal life. Like those original disciples, we're called to share and to show the good news of the kingdom of God. What a privilege and what a responsibility. But talking about it isn't enough. It needs to be put into action. Jesus doesn't just preach about the kingdom of heaven. He opens the door to it. Here in Jesus is the word of God. Love in action. So pass it on. Amen.
1: Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you this Sunday um, in excitement and anticipation and trepidation as lockdown restrictions potentially beginning to ease and life is returning to some closer form of normality than what we've known for three months. God, I thank you that you have been with each and every one of us on our own individual journeys and our time together um, through the last three months of lockdown. And I pray you would help each and every one of us and our church leaders and our head teachers and the hospitals and the counsellors and the politicians to have real wisdom and discernment as we slowly start to come out of lockdown gradually. Lord, I pray for protection from gatherings that actually would increase the um, COVID rate again. I pray for wisdom to to stop those things in the midst, Lord God, and help us all to look out for one another and and keep each other safe. Lord, I pray for um, rest and refreshment for people whose lives have been crazily busy for a long time. I pray for a, a time of recuperation Um, And I thank you that they have got us through um, the initial crisis um, to the point where we're able to start looking about going out again and traveling further afield. But God, we just lift up whatever is coming, whatever the next government's announcement would be. Lord, help each and every one of us to, to have wisdom and have discernment in making the right decisions about what we do for us and our families and our communities. And Lord God, as I think about the Bible passage today, I wanna to thank you that you you give us dignity in including us in your your work and your mission, God. Lord, I thank you that you handed the baton over to the disciples and you equipped them with your Holy Spirit and your words and who you are to go out and share the good news of your love, of the forgiveness of our sins, and for life everlasting with you, both now and in heaven. Lord, I just want us to think back to the, the people who passed that baton on to us and shared the good news with us. And we just, I just want us to lift them up. And God, we say bless them for keeping, keeping going and doing what Jesus asked them to do. Thank you that they risked rejection in sharing the good news with us that's once twice many times over lord wherever they are right now whatever they are doing i pray you would bless them for their commitment to following you and what you've asked them to do and we thank you god for the battle and being passed to us that we can experience your love and we know that where the depths of your love take you god it took you to the cross It took you to that place uh, where you took our punishments and we took your righteousness and your goodness um, through no equipping of our own. Thank you that we know that, God, and help us and equip us. And we ask for more of your Holy Spirit to give us more of a passion for you, Jesus, and for your word and for what you stand for and your mission. Lord, help us to see with eyes like yours, to look out at every individual we come across and seek to pass on our baton to them. Lord, when we are scared of rejection, I pray you would help your love be bigger than that fear. And let us share anyway, God. Let us give the good news regardless of the outcome. And I thank you, God, that you, you love every single person and there is nobody in this entire world you do not love and do not want to be part of your family. Lord, help us to love those who accept your message and those who reject it equally, God. For you love them equally. So, Lord God, yeah, I just ask that you would help each and every one of us this week to keep our eyes focused on you and to keep ourselves fit and ready to run the race and pass that baton button that we have been so... Um, preciously given at such a cost help us to go share it with other people amen thank you to
0: claire for leading us in prayer this morning as she mentioned in her prayers some of the lockdown restrictions are beginning to ease and at the moment we're very busy working out what we need to do to open up our churches for private prayer please bear with us and there will be more details soon But for now I want to wish you a very happy and blessed week. I hope that you know God's presence with you. I hope that you know too that we love you and we miss you. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.